Hello, and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. I'm Jan Tiered, and I am your host. And today we have an excellent guest with us. His name is Kurt Hoogstrat, and he is a Vitki. And he's been studying runes for over 20 years, and he is currently taking all aspects of being a Vitki seriously and daily practicing this. He also is a teacher of the Vitki practice, and we are going to learn more about what that is as we talk with him. And this is not something that he just does. It's a really part of his entire being. He is a proud member of the heathen community, and he is really about bringing modern practices into daily lives and encouraging people to do so. Hi, Kurt. Welcome to Gifts of the Weird. Thank you. You, I'm pleased to be here. Tell me about a little bit about yourself. Let our listeners know who you are. You're uh, in Facebook now. You have a, a forum. You have a book out. And you're just launching your YouTube channel. And uh, so tell me about your heathen experience. How did that come about? Tell us a little bit about what drew you to heathenry or, or how you identify as a heathen. What, what does that mean to you? Sure. I was drawn to heathenry because Christianity, which I was very involved with in my youth, turned its back on me when I was about 15 and uh, because I was gay. And uh, this is back in the late 70s or early 80s. And there was a time during that time period where the church was pretty inflexible about that kind of thing. So I was spiritually adrift until my college years when I met a wonderful woman who turned me on to the whole New Age movement. So I was kind of a big New Ager for quite a few years and read Mm -hmm. up with the McLean and the Jane Roberts, Seth Speaks material, and really took in all of that information that was going on with that movement. And then as I kept getting older, I kept thinking, what did my ancestors practice before Christianity? And that led me to do some digging. And that's when I came up with the whole gods and goddesses and the whole Norse pantheon. And uh, I started studying runes seriously about that time. And everything, of course, was Odin, Odin, Odin. And (laughs) I really figured it was time to take a serious look at this. So this is in my late 20s. I'm currently 53. So this is 20 some years ago. And uh, I became really fascinated by the Pantheon and the different stories of the Eddas. Um, And I really became drawn more and more toward heathenry and away from general new age practice. And so I kind of went from a flimsy, flimsy new age practitioner to a heathen with relative ease. It wasn't that hard of a transition. And I became a heathen probably sometime in my late 20s. So I've been a heathen for over 20 years. And uh, that's kind of how I got into heathenry. And interesting. Go ahead. I said interesting. That's some experience that you had. I mean, especially to turn something that was not very pleasant into something that exactly. gets you some outreach, something that can get you some purpose, uh, a connection with spirituality that you probably um, didn't quite feel before. Exactly. And the gods have a plan, I think, for all of us. And they throw things 
in your road in front of you. And whether you pick them up or not is entirely up to you. But luckily, I've been picking things up, you know, for my whole life. So when this got thrown in my in my road, I picked it up and ran with it. So so in this path that you've uh, developed over the last 20 years and uh, all of the things that you've studied, you've, I mean, runes is such a great way to to study and, and such a great outlet uh, being a rune person myself. Yeah. That uh, did a particular god or goddess call you? I mean, you mentioned earlier that uh, at that time when you were first discovering um, Germanic and Norse traditions or Icelandic traditions, that Odin was really prevalent. And Odin is prevalent. Uh, he's one of the, the gods that really communicate more with humanity and really interacts more with humanity than any of the other ones. Uh, there are several others, of course, but Odin is like totally in our business right. and in a good way. Most times. Yeah, most times uh, he has his own agendas. Uh, so has someone spoken to you or did, or was it Odin? Did you follow the call of Odin or did I, you I, think I you followed the call of Odin and other people or other of the gods showed up and said, ah, no, come this way. Exactly. Um, Odin was my primary contact for the first couple of years. And then I became a tears man um, mm. quite a few years after that. And then when Tyr had basically taught me everything he wanted to teach me, he passed me off to Freya and Hela. So I currently, I currently practice honoring most, most specifically Odin, Hela, and Freya. And that kind of keys in nicely with the whole magical aspect of things. Because, you know, Freya is very magical and mm -hmm. the goddess of magic and whatnot. And Hela is very important in regards to Saith work. And I do a lot of Saith work in my practice. And uh, so Hela is very primary in that. So it's only natural that these gods have been presenting themselves to me along my path as I go along. Who knows who's going to show up next? I mean, I keep the door open. So, you know, whoever wants to come and knock and come on knocking. Um, but, um, as long as it's not Reynard from the magicians. Exactly. exactly. If you know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. That's really awesome. So, so in your practice, did that, maybe lead you to one of the, I call them the family of gods, such as the Vanir, the Aesir, the Rock, uh, the um, Odin's no, things. I'm pretty smorgasbord style. You know, I pick them and choose them as they come to me or they come to me and they pick and choose me. So, um, you know, Odin is obviously Aesir and Freya is obviously Vanir. And, um, so I kind of, and Hela is of course a different, the Jotuns. Yeah, mm -hmm. Jotuns, yeah. And so I uh, I don't, I kind of cover all the bases without meaning to. It's not something I do consciously. It's just yeah. the way things seem to work out for me. And I like to keep my doors open. You know, I don't like closed doors. I like open doors. So I leave my doors open for just about anybody who wants to knock. And you sound, you sound like one of my cats. She oh. hated closed doors. Yeah, exactly. Whenever yeah. I close the door, she would sit there and meow or fuss and whatever, and I'd open the door and then she'd walk away. I'm like, really? Yeah. 
That's typical cat behavior. Um, unlike me, I would walk through the open door. Um, I tend to walk through the open doors. Sometimes it gets me into trouble, but some, most of the time it serves me well. So tell me, Kurt, you are making a presence uh, as a Vitki. So tell us about what a Vitki is for any of our listeners who may not be familiar with the term or what a Vitki does. Sure. Simply put, a Vitki is a Norse sorcerer or shaman. So all that that entails is what a Vitki is. Now, in my own narrow definition, because for my own sake, I like to keep definitions kind of tight and close together. But for my own definition, a Vitki is someone who practices Saith and runes for the purpose of affecting life in Midgard by working with energies. So that's for me what a Vidki really is. Um, other people may have different definitions, but that's the one that works the best for me. And that's the one that I find the most useful. So that's kind of what I go with. But broadly speaking, it's a Vidki is just a Norse sorcerer or shaman, which is a pretty broad field. That is a pretty broad field. <laughs> yeah. I am a core, I'm a certified core shaman in the Norse path. Um, so I do have shamanistic training. So I kind of cover the whole shamanistic aspect in my practices. And I also have uh, studied enough of the runes and worked with them enough over the last two decades or so that they are an important part for me. So for me, it generally boils down to runes and say, um, as a Vitki. So interesting. Yeah. Now Vitki is an old Norse term, correct? Correct. It's old Norse. Okay. So it, it does have some establishment in language and, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's meaning, a time honored word. Yeah. Great. So we just want people to know that. I mean, if anyone does a a a search for the definition, they're going to come up with a sorcerer or magician in um, Norse heathen societies. Uh, probably even went down to Germanic societies as well. Um, perhaps under a different name. I should have looked that up. I didn't. Sorry, folks. Uh, and practicing in a what's termed as a shamanic behavior, typical Correct. shamanic practices such as prophecy prophecy and oracles divination work things like that so right exactly yeah awesome yep do a google search <laughs> yeah uh it's there for you how did how did you get calling how did you realize that this was your calling as opposed to um, other things that uh germanic people or i mean not germanic people sorry that other other people who are brought into heathenry uh follow um the calling was kind of subtle for me. I just followed the path that was being laid out in front of me. And the next thing I knew, I was a Vidki. So, well, <laughs> the next thing you knew, you woke up, you're like, I'm a Vidki. Exactly. I mean, one day it suddenly <laughs> dawned on me. Wait a minute. I am a Vidki. Um, because I just follow the path that's in front of me and pick up the clues as they're dropped. So for me, it was an, un, an unveiling of sorts, and it happened over several years. I've been a full-time Vidki for the last seven years. 
Um, I have a disability that renders me unable to work a regular full-time job. And that freed me up to study esoteric things a lot more broadly. And so I would say that even though I've been a Vidki for 20 some years, I've been a serious full-time Vidki for the last seven. And that's opened up a whole bunch of realms for me, you know, working in the nine realms and prophesying for people and doing safe sessions. It's a, it's a whole world that I would never have imagined when I first started on this path, but because I picked up the clues as they've been dropped in front of me, that's where it's led me to. That's really amazing, especially that you're taking something that incapacitated you from or precluded you from one aspect of life, and you've turned it into a complete devotion and mission to another aspect of life where you are doing some amazing things for folks and helping them along. And that's that's really a beautiful thing that you that you can do. Yeah, I say that the disability was a blessing of the gods. You know, they had this plan for me and their plan was that I would be made available to do all of the things I'm doing now as a Vidki. And so in order to accomplish that, I needed to be unable to work a regular job because I needed to have myself full-time dedicated to the Vidki path. So I don't think that my disability was a uh, was an accident at all. I think it was definitely part of the cards I was dealt. And I've just decided to use that in a positive manner. And beautiful. Yeah, really take it in a different direction than some other people may have. And you have the beautiful blessings of Freya and Hela over you. So what a, what a great thing. Who, who could ask for better allies? Exactly. Absolutely. They, have, so, they hold me in good stead. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you have the loving support of your husband, and that's absolutely. amazing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blessed. So, My life has been blessed. You know, the gods definitely didn't leave me out when the blessings came around. They just showered them on me. And, uh, you know, that makes me grateful. And I think a grateful heart is a heart that wants to work harder. And so I work harder because I am grateful for so much. Great. Let's talk about runes. Uh, okay. I love talking about runes. Sure. And some people may... Uh, actually, on one of on on the Facebook uh, forum, which is uh, Vitki Forum, Vitki Volva Forum, Vitki Volva Forum. That's exactly. correct. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, someone recently posted that this person that they are. I'm going to use the generic they. They are just breaking into studying the runes, and they had a lot of really interesting questions about a rune pattern or how to how to interpret the runes, and not necessarily what do the runes mean, but how does one look at runes and how to how to interpret them when they show up in a reading or in a daily poll. Uh, have you been following that discussion? Um, I don't tend uh, here. I'll make a confession. I don't. Uh -oh. to follow a lot of uh, a lot of conversations on the forum because I'm so busy with other things. So that's okay. I that's kind, okay. I kind of let the forum have its own life. 
I only get involved <laughs> if something turns nasty. Then I'm called out to bring in the cavalry and save the day. In the few months that I've been on the forum, I have never seen it get nasty. Well, Not that it hasn't at some point, but I find it very, very respectful and wonderful. Yeah. So my question, though, is let's just kind of talk about a little bit about runes. Here's our chance to have a little bit of a rune talk. And sure. um, when you when you when you are uh, working with people who are just starting runes or when you first started with runes, what did you find was a great resource into what type of runes to get be they on wood or stone or a crystal or a rune card set something like that sure my first my first set of runes were the bloom the ralph bloom rune Uh which the book is garbage and if you get rid of the blank rune it's a beautiful set of runes um and that was my starter set and i still have that set and i use it for certain things like if i decide to throw the runes you know i use that set so it's still an an important set for me i try to tell people to steer as much as possible to natural products wood bone things that are of nature my personal rune set is ash and i have a an elm set that is the uh Anglo-Saxon Futhark as opposed to the Elder Futhark. So I have a couple of different sets. I would say that primarily they're wood. And I try to steer people down the path of wood because it just makes sense to me that you would want something that had a tie to a living entity because it brings its own life into the runes. And that's added energy and mm-hmm. added energy you can have is a good thing. So that's kind of where I stand on what a good starter set would be. Tell me about some of the organizations that you belong to. I know that you belong to um, Arndre Achfein, and I believe you belong to the Troth. That's correct. Uh, so how do these organizations uh, help you uh, develop your, your heathen practices uh, and the the connections that you make there, what is it like to be part of those two organizations? Well, and I'm also a member of TAC, the Astrotrue community. Um, I would say that since I'm almost 100% virtual in my heathen practice, I find the Troth and TAC and ADF to be good resources to go to because they have strong internet presences. And their presence on the internet is felt throughout the world. And so that opens you up to a whole category of people that you may otherwise never have had foray into. It allows you the chance to contact and connect with people. I've connected with people from South Africa, Australia, And I'm from Chicago. So, you know, for me to be contacting and connecting with people in these far off places through these organizations is a wonderful thing. It's helped me expand my clan or my tribe so that now I have members all over the world. And uh, that's all due to the organizations I belong to 
and the fact that they have strong internet presences. That's an interesting or a great way to look at being a part of those organizations because you know, there is that controversy out there about being solitaire and not being solitaire, you know, that you must be a part of a, a local group or kindred or something, or how um, online interactions or virtual quote unquote interactions are unheathen, wow. <laughs> for lack of a better word. And uh, I, I just love how that, that. I, I do too. Nonsense. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a virtual aspect right now just with this very podcast. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's uh, um, the internet has opened so many doors. And like I said, I'm about opening doors. So the fact that the internet has opened so many doors, I just embrace it and say, you know what? This is a great thing because I'm able to make connections with people that I normally would not have been able to make connection with. And for me, a large part of heathenry is about connection, you know, a connection between humans and people and organizations and just connections. Because without connection, what's the point? You know, why bother to be a heathen if you're not going to make connection? Making connection is a large part of it for me. That's great. And so you you mentioned earlier that you do a lot of SAITH practice. Now, some of our folks may be not quite sure what SAITH is or how that works, or they've heard about it and they're just, uh, they know, okay, Diana Paxson has some books out about it. Uh, what is SAITH to you or, or how does that um, become a part of what you work with people on? And, 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 and can you teach SAITH or is that a calling? Um, I teach it, <laughs> so I would think I mean, God, it's any kind of trance work I consider safe work. It's going into trance and connecting with the different realms through trance work and coming away with information from those realms that you can bring back to Midgard. So I tend to be a living, breathing practitioner. And in order to be a living, breathing practitioner, you have to be open to whatever shows itself to you and ascertain for yourself whether or not it has value. So for me, it's all about trance work, Saith is, and how you can be a shaman through trance work. And that's part of being a Vidji. That's really cool. I love how that you've you've evolved say from a practice or a way that it was done at some time or thought to have been done. We don't really know. Exactly. Uh, we have, we have like one example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, that you're bringing it into today and living it today. Uh, that's how I do it. When I do say I'm living it today and we're, we're just doing what we're doing today. Right. So let's talk about, something that's very uh, on the minds of a lot of people right now, and it's about inclusivity in heathenry. And um, beyond the things that we're really struggling with now, which is about racism and bigotry and those very important topics, uh, what else does inclusive heathenry mean, such as practices or things like that? How does that work out with what you're working with your students? Sure. Um, for me, inclusive heathenry means being able to pick up from different cultures, things that work and work well and learning them as well as 
traditional lore-based material. I think that our ancestors, if they were living in a technologically advanced society as we are now, I believe that our ancestors would have wanted to find out about as much as they could because I'm sure they were inquisitive people and I'm sure that they were on the ball with things like that as they came up to them. Inclusivity means why not to me? It means that's, that's the way things have unfolded for me. So why wouldn't have unfolded that way for someone else? And who am I to stand in judgment of whether or not it's an authentic thing for them? I don't, stand in judgment of anyone. I remain open to everybody. And that's to me what inclusivity means, is opening doors, opening windows, opening channels, being open to everything that's out there. And I know I've been kind of hitting that point home, but that's really a solid and structural part of my practices is this opening doors. Beautiful. You have been a very busy little Vidki, <laughs> and you are, well, of course, when did you launch Vidki uh, and Volvo Forum on Facebook? It's How long has that been a year, on? A year ago in January, so about a year and a half ago. Okay, a year ago. And when did you, and you have a blog. What's the title of your My blog? My blog is Vidki Musings. And when did that start? That started also a little over a year ago. Okay, and this year you have decided to do two very ambitious projects. Uh, you've launched a book which is based on your your blog musings, and you're now starting a YouTube channel, and you are committed to making it a regular posting. Um, tell us about your project. Sure. Well, again, these things aren't things that I sit around at night and think about. They just show up at my doorstep, and I open. So, you know, none of this is pre-thought through by me. I just kind of go with the flow. So the whole book thing, people had been after me for about a year, write a book, write a book, write a book, write a book. So I finally said, okay, I'll write a book. So I wrote the book and um, luckily I was able to self-publish, which I think is a good way to go. And so the book, Fidke Musings, has has done okay for itself. I'd like it to do better, but you know, we take what we can get. Um, (laughs) The YouTube channel, I never thought of myself as a YouTube channel person. I really don't watch YouTube and hadn't in the past, but it just came to me, you know what, maybe I could do a YouTube channel. I have no idea where the thought came from, but it just came to me one night and the next thing I know, it's up and running and I'm posting about every two weeks. So as long as the topics keep rolling and I have no reason to doubt that they will, um, I'll keep posting. <laughs> that sounds really excellent. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think it will be hard for topics to uh, wear out quickly because as soon as we think we've got something, there'll be a, a different way that, they reveal itself to exactly. us. So, yeah, and that's the magic of it all, isn't it? You know, is the how opening one door, you've got 10 more doors to open. 
So the name of your YouTube channel is, um, well, it's under, I guess they can look for, under YouTube for Kurt Hoogstra, your name, right. and we'll have links in our po in our notes, but it's basically the Vitki Gothi Speaks. Correct, a Vitki Gothi Speaks, yeah. Yes. So uh, check it out. There's two episodes on there. I've watched both. And and as you as you always mentioned, you are going to grow and change as you get used to this medium. It is a, a different medium. Yeah. And I would imagine that um, you probably want people to send in some ideas for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Topics, anything. Because I'm new to all of this. So my attitude for being a newbie is send it my way. Let me try to learn from whatever you've got to say and take it from there. So any information that people may have or topics that they would like to see me explore, especially topics, I would love to know what people would love to hear about. So, you know, send them my way. You can always PM me on Facebook. I'm a Facebook maven, you know, I'm on <laughs> Facebook all the time. So you can PM me anytime on Facebook. Great. And let's talk a little bit about your book, which is available through Amazon. Correct. And I've read it. Cool. And uh, Thank it's you. a very interesting book because, uh, as I said in my review on Amazon, that I feel like I was just sitting in a living room with you and you were just talking to me. It was a really <laughs> conversational book. Yeah. That was not, that was not the uh, attitude I had going into it. I didn't realize it was going to be conversational. But everybody that I talk to says, "Oh, it's so conversational." So I'm. Not I think that's. I think that's a, a welcome approach to a book these days. So many books, wonderful as they are, I'm not criticizing or or de de uh, taking away from their effectiveness. They're they're all about teaching something. And what I felt from Vitki Musings was that you were, yes, you were you were sort of teaching, but I think you were more just talking about the different aspects of heathenry to you and being a Vitki. And that was refreshing and nice. Oh, cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it because it's just, just a slice of who I am. Read that book and you pretty much got me summed up. And, and it's a slice of a, a way that people can practice. I mean, um, you mentioned something earlier, and this is one of the things that, that I and several other people are, is we're are working towards is having a more open and welcoming type of heathenry where we're not going to bash somebody over the head with a lore quote and say, you're doing it wrong. Oh, goodness. Uh, no, I would never. And uh, of course. And <laughs> that's what this is all about. That's what this movement is about is it's, it's the, you're not doing it wrong movement. It's, it's right. the connect with the gods and the goddesses, the land, the land and house spirits and the, the Vaitir. Yeah. Uh, connect with your ancestors in ways that uh, are amazing, wonderful, and are going to express yourself today, just as our ancestors were expressing themselves at their time. Exactly. We can do that as well. Exactly. And the more you, the more you make those connections, the stronger you become, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. The stronger you become, the more connections you make. So for me, making those connections are just natural because I want to be as strong as I possibly can be. To me, making those connections just makes logical sense. So I will have a lot of um, 
links posted in our notes to several things, and we're really excited about some of the things that you have coming up. Now, what what projects do you have on the horizon as of creating a YouTube channel, learning how that process is, editing? Speaking of YouTube, I, I'm just going to back up here. So with your YouTube channel, how do you find that editing process? Let's let's go behind the scenes here for a second. Um, sure, my editing. editing oh, my gosh. My editing process is when, when my husband turns it on and off. Um, oh. <laughs> we have no equipment. We have no equipment. So everything is just kind of, you know, that's why in the second video, especially, there are big jumps, you know. For, for example, at one point I'm holding a drum and then boom, the next thing you know, the drum is gone. It's like magic. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, it's like magic. Poof, the drum is gone. But that's because that's where we had to cut for me to take a break and for me to put the drum away. So <laughs> we're, we're very, I'm, I'm not a technology-bound kind of guy. Everything is pretty simple for me. So you won't, don't expect any big flashy special effects from me with my YouTube channel. Everything's going to be pretty basic. And, uh, but that's who I am, you know, just kind of basic. And we love it. Don't change. Yeah. And hopefully people get something out of it. And if they, it's too backward for them, you know, I'm sorry, but that's kind of the kind of guy I am. You know, it's beautiful. It's uh, someone who's traveled along on a long heathen path may know the stuff that you're talking about, but it doesn't mean they can't get a new perspective. Sure. Or they or they can't get a new joy of enjoying the way they do ritual or bloat or calling the gods or having a relationship with the gods. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though it may be, it may seem to be like a one-on-one or a simple process it doesn't mean we can't learn that's the beauty of being who we are today is is learning new perspectives and seeing things from new eyes isn't that great yeah i agree as long as we keep our eyes open and our doors open we're 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 good to go any future projects on your horizon that uh, you can reveal to us now can we have a scoop um how about rest (laughs) horizon <laughs> for me i have i feel like the past two years have just been this accelerated spiritual pace that i'm going to just sort of rest a bit and just maintain you know maintain is my focus right now if i maintain what i've started doing i'm gonna be in good shape well, I'm about to ask you a question that might change that a little bit. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> you have students. How I does do. how does how does one become a student? Are you accepting students? What is your process for that just in case people are interested? Sure, PM me on Facebook and my students run the gamut from total newbies to experienced practitioners and my my goal with being a mentor is to customize the curriculum to the individual. And I have once a week phone sessions with my apprentices. And during those phone sessions, we go over the previous week's exercises and I give them new exercises to work on for the coming week. So we're always moving. PM me on Facebook if you're interested. There is a fee for apprenticeship. So just to Put that out in the open. 
Kurt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing about your path and about how you are influencing people on the web and with your very unique perspective. Uh, you have a lot of great people on the Vitki Volva forum. Uh, people can check that out on Facebook, and I will have all of those links in the notes. So, Kurt, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. And we'll, we'll be in touch on many other levels, and we may have you back again. Thank you. Sure, thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gifts of the Weird. Please see the show notes for related links. Follow the podcast on Facebook, at Gifts of the Weird, and on Twitter, at Weird Gifts. That's weird, W-Y-R-D. Email me with some ideas for music, poetry, topics, um, to giftsoftheweird at gmail.com. Live your practice today and hail the gods. Mm-hmm.